0: Everything is Awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelin Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. awesome hey there guys it's kev um, i did not have an episode lined up for this week um, this uh, this week is is a really rough week for me so <laughs> uh, my apologies however uh, i do have um the premiere episode of bullies keep out the podcast which is also debuting on the that's entertainment podcast network this week So, um, in lieu of just having an off week, I wanted to give you guys something. So, this is what it is. Uh, The founder of Bullies Keep Out will be doing a bi-weekly podcast for the network. Uh, It is definitely more serious in tone than any of our other shows, uh, but that's not a bad thing. So, I hope you enjoy it uh, right here on thatentertains.com slash network. Bullies Keep Out is part of That's Entertainment Podcast Network. Check out our other shows like The Zomcast, The Saturday Detention Podcast, and Once Upon a Wine on thatentertains.com slash network. Dana here from Bullies Keep Out. This is our first iTunes podcast, and I am totally stoked about it. Sadly, I'm not here with my trusty sidekick <laughs> and the producer Kevin Gallagher, who's also an advocate of Bullies Keep Out. We did have a different topic that we wanted to discuss first, but because of the recent Me Too movement, I was inspired by one of our friends and advocates, Keegan Connor Tracy, when she posted on her fan page about Me Too and she listed some of what she recalled that she had been through. And even though I had been already sharing and talking a little bit about it and whatnot, I felt motivated to finally publicly speak because I've never really done that with a lot of things. Um, and people always ask me Uh, anyway so I guess there's no better time than now when this movement has taken off and it's so just empowering and amazing and a positive coming from a negative so when I when I was reading through Keegan's um instances of uh, sexual assault or harassment or things that she had been through I was saying exactly that hashtag me too me too me too it was eerie how many things I could relate to that she was that she was talking about and all of us have these similar situations and things that have happened to us and it's like in abundance you're seeing it women men everybody there's no age limits there's no there's no gender it's 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 everybody. And the stories that are being shared, they're just there. It's such a form of power to get that out and therapeutic, you know, I want to add. And, you know, you see, I had to say something because I also see the negativity that comes from it, whether it was the hashtag or an article. What does this movement do? What is this going to do? What's that going to do? I'm so sick of seeing that. Because it is not about, or you're doing it for sympathy. It's not about sympathy. People are wanting to empower each other and themselves and, and, and inspire and motivate and stand up and speak out and uh, all of it. It's just like, it's, it's, that's what we're supposed to be doing. It's a topic that's not obviously discussed enough. It's now being brought to the forefront even more with everything that's going on. And it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. You're taking traumatic situations and we're trying to create something that could be done about it. You know, there's a purpose to it. It's not just a hashtag. Do you see how many people are coming out with their stories and it's like screaming from a mountain. We see how many people needed to get that out. Thousands, probably millions at this point, of how many of us needed to say that out loud so we could hear it ourselves and other people could hear it and we could share our stories, tell our t- tell our truth and and then help each other and, and give back to each other and be there to support each other that's what this is about and and to me that then you've done it's done its job because so many people might never have done this if it wasn't for that me Too hashtag that little hashtag that people wanna say look what it's done for people people might have finally started the process of healing. I know it kind of helped me in my further process of healing from my own Me Too story, which I'll get into in a minute. But it there's so many ways to heal, and this is one of them. And it's a process, and this is huge. And I don't see why people aren't seeing how huge it is and what it's doing for people. I mean, you most people are, but when you see the disheartening stuff, it really kind of gets to you, and you just want to be like, Uh, uh, really, why, how could you say something like that? So, you know, I, 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 you know, it's from people that I know, people that I've never known that have been through those things. So, and even when they see, you know, some of them I did, some of them I've talked about it with privately, but when you see, when you actually see how many people are willing to step up, and even allies or people who haven't been, they're uniting with us. And they're 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 there to support. They're offering, you know, if people need to talk, and that's what this is all about. That is what movements are all about. Movements don't necessarily actually have to mean that you need to move. You know, when people say, oh, this is not enough, but you're not taking action, the tweet is not an action, I'm, ah, I'm tired of hearing that. When people say take action, there's lots of ways to take action. It doesn't mean you have to physically get up, walk out of your door, and go out into the street and do something. That is not what really necessarily taking action means. It is a variety of different things you could do to take action. And not everybody has the lifestyle to drop everything and go do what they want to do all the time. If they want to attend a, a walk or a march or a protest... People have kids, they have jobs, They have some of them have two jobs, their schedules are hectic, it is what it is, and people shouldn't be bashed for it or hated on it, or people making their rude or egotistical comments about, oh, well, this is not enough, and, and making people feel invalid because they can't go march every other day to something. There are so many things out there, and we're all doing our best, and every little thing counts from every single person... And it all matters because we all matter, and everything we do matters, okay it, it, even if it's a five dollar donation, when people say any amount helps, it does, because if a, if 20 people give a dollar, you're 20 dollars ahead more than you were before. So nothing is little, nothing is little. So all those you know you know get off your behind and take action comments i i it really, really you know bothers me. Because, and I'll say it a thousand times of how much it bothers me. And I know a lot of other people that say the same thing and feel the same way. And, you know, you don't have to be a celebrity or famous to create change or to make a huge impact and and to make a big splash. Know that. Know that you don't. Because your voice matters just as much as the next uh, person's voice matters. All our voices together make up one big booming voice. And that's what we need. So just keep doing your thing. Do whatever you can. And don't let anybody bring you down and tell you that you're not good enough or you're not doing enough or you you, you could be doing more or whatever. Just keep doing your thing and know that you are awesome, you are amazing, and that you are a great person. If If you're, you know, no matter what you're doing to contribute, you are being heard, you are being seen, and you are valid. Uh... Switching a little bit to where I said I was going to talk about a little bit about my Me Too story. Well, again, I've never done this publicly like this. I've, you know, talked about it a little bit here and there. But I guess the first, you know, it happened from when I was in childhood, even into all the way into adulthood. You know, cat calls. Pfft, I mean, I can't count how many times that's happened. I mean, we all, I think everybody has been through that at some point. But the first thing, he was non-blood, and there was always the kissing on the lips that was weird, the massages, the weird touching, the the caressing, the tickling on my back, the taking my clothes off to massage me, the laying on top of me in bed and joking about it like it was nothing, the nonchalant things to do to touch me in certain places that were just uh, disgusting. I'm not going to get into the graphics of it. You know, over a period of time and people would sometimes see it, oh, they didn't like it. Well, why didn't you do anything besides just say that you didn't like it? Or, you know, I didn't used to like to be alone with him. And it was always like, oh, well, he's let me drink, let me smoke. There were times where, you know, he could be fun to hang out with. And, you know, what, to, you know, you don't know what to do As a child, as a young teen, and even as adults, sometimes you freeze and you don't know what to do. Sometimes people react, sometimes people don't. You just Everybody's different. And, you know, because somebody is not necessarily fighting back doesn't mean that they deserved it or it was their fault or they invited it. But I have to say the breaking point for me was when I was sleeping on the couch and he came and put his hands up my shirt and was caressing and touching my chest. That... I didn't know whether to throw up, scream, I don't know, run away, run as fast as I could, just out the door. And I I didn't even know what to, my mind was just in shock. And I knew what was going to come next if I didn't do something. So I went to roll over and he was forcefully trying to put me back on my back. And I just was forcefully pushing my face into the couch because I knew what was going to come next. And I wasn't going to let that happen. I wasn't going to let it get to that Point. I had I, I I had had enough, and at that point I was I was uh, probably older, and I just I don't know. You know, I stayed silent about it for so long. You know, when I was married, I had told my husband, of course, and he was livid at the time when I was married, and I never let him say anything, and I should have. But the one time I did finally decide to tell who his wife, who I don't really know what the purpose of that was because she did not believe me. I could tell by the first moment when I said it and she thought it was because I had a couple of drinks. I was like, really, I'm not really sure what having a couple of drinks has to do with me telling you what your husband did. You know, but if that's what you want to say, then so be it. She should have had my back and supported me and did something about it, but she didn't. She asked him instead, like, he was going to admit to doing it. And whether they were divorced or not was not the point. It was, in my opinion, her responsibility to believe me. And she didn't. So after that, I was like, I said to my husband, What's the point? Like, if nobody's going to care, what, what's the point of us saying anything or do, like, it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. And that's why I think people are so afraid to speak up and they're silent because when that happens to you, it's like you don't care anymore. It's just like, well, okay, whatever. And I was so angry. I was so angry that it just it put me more into being depressed and more anxiety and more panic, and I just really stopped caring about myself in so many different ways and and for other different reasons. You know, I just was like, Uh, uh, You know, and I also remember another incident where I was at a doctor's office and I really liked the doctor. I thought he was really good and I was young and there was an exam that I had and, you know, I believe I was close to around that time where it was time to get that type of exam, 18 uh, or uh, 17 maybe. I'm not sure, but it was my first one and I felt that what he did was odd at one point. And it made me feel weird. And I mentioned it to someone, a grown adult, again, the same person that didn't believe me, um, about, you know, uh, her husband. And I said, is this normal during that type of examination? And she's like, um, no. And then she like started laughing and giggling. And I'm like, okay, so why is this funny? And why are we, are you laughing? You know, and it's just things like that that, you know, and a doctor, too. And it's like I still never know if I was imagining it. Maybe it was okay. Maybe it was fine. Maybe I'm wrong. So I never really said anything. I very possibly could have been wrong, but I just don't feel that I was. I felt that it was something that was being done that wasn't right. It really also gets to me when people say that they people put themselves in those positions, whether they're children or adults. Nobody puts themselves in that position. It's there's unless you consent or you say yes or you condone something, it is there's never an invitation. When you have to say no more than once or wait, which I've had to in my lifetime, and I've had more than one guy groping me, hands all over the place, hands everywhere. I've had several occasions where I've been assaulted, harassed, touched, groped. You know, I've questioned times if that if something was a rape or not, you know, because then you question was it your fault? Because they think well you're dressed provocatively, you flirted, you were drinking, you were drunk, you were tipsy, you were passed out or that's not a reason to take advantage. It's not an open invitation. There's no sign on people's bodies that say it's okay to do things because you're out having fun or even if you allowed someone to kiss you. That does not give you permission to take it further or do things, especially when they're telling you to stop or wait and say no. And it doesn't, there's no excuses. Stop telling people that they're partly to blame or that they put themselves in these situations because there is no such thing as putting yourself in situations or it being your fault. And I want every person who's been throughout been through this to know this out there that it is not your fault. Keep speaking your truth. Keep telling your story. Keep screaming it. If you if it's if something you could still report report it, don't be afraid to there are support groups. There are people out there. There's more of us. We are all out there. You see how many people out there this has this has happened to we are stronger in numbers. There, there are, there's, there's hotlines. We speak to tons of people at Police Keep Out that have been through stuff and similar situations, and I have been through it myself several times. It still bothers me. It's still traumatic. It's not like it goes away. Healing process is a long time, and this was a great tool to add to my healing, and it was for everybody else. So if you're one of those people that likes to blame the victim, stop and look in the mirror and think of what type of person you are and you want to be and think of what type of person you want your your kids to be if you have them or people that you know or think about anybody that you know that if this happened to them and it was put right in front of your face, what would you say and what would you do? And you know what? Maybe it doesn't matter because... (sighs) When you have relatives that you tell and they don't care or they don't do anything when you say something, I get it. it. It's like, okay, well, those are the people you should be counting on the most. You know, and when people that are your friends are, are there for you more, and even strangers that are there for you more than the people that should be supporting you instead of not believing you or throwing it back in your face or telling you it's you're in the wrong yeah, of course it's uh it's disheartening and, and silences people. And you know, we should all be coming together and, and not be coming farther apart. Men should be uniting, women should be uniting, we should all be uniting together. Again, there's there's no such there's no excuse for taking advantage. There's no well, we were all out having fun drinking, so that, that's not an open invitation to take advantage of someone. You know someone, if you know someone is in a position where they're, eh, they're not thinking exactly straight or whatever the case may be, don't, don't ignore that and just do whatever you want and think that it's okay to do so because it's not. It is not okay. It's never okay. You know that person is not really okay to be making certain decisions. Be responsible be a good person, otherwise you're just a, the another sexual predator to add to the the gigantic pile of thousands and millions of them out there and if you know if you're okay with being that type of person and and being put away and being a sexual predator, then I don't really even know how to say it. i mean I honestly don't know how people think sometimes when I see some of the things that are said. And if you think that any of these behaviors are okay, if you're one of those people, do some soul searching because you got a lot of it to do. Because there is no, no reason to spew any type of hate or something against, you know, where you're practically taking the side of the perpetrator. That's like somebody robbing your house in front of you and you telling the robber, thank you, have a nice day and letting them walk out. Is that something you would do? Because if it is, I don't even know what to say. Because it's pretty much the same thing when you think about it. You're knowing something, you're seeing something, or somebody's telling you something, and you're knowingly blowing it off. So, you know... There, there are so many, like I said, there are so many other instances that I can talk about. I can talk about the time the guy masturbated in, in front of me in the subway, and I was alone in the car, and I had no place to go, and he came at me with it, and I was ready to jump into action, and then he ran outside. But, you know, I did freeze for a while. I tried to not give him the attention. You know, and, ha- and he, I saw him more than once, and, and my thing was, let me get a picture, let me get a video quick enough to where I don't know what he has on him. I didn't want to make anything obvious because I didn't want it happening to, to kids or anybody or someone else, anybody. I didn't want it to happen to anybody. And then another time, a guy pulled up in his car and put his light on and did it while I was standing in the street. And you know, it's just one thing after the other. And there, there are probably many things I don't recall, but that's just some of them. And I encourage everybody to keep screaming, screaming the Me Too hashtag. Keep telling your stories. Keep reaching out to each other, keep doing it, don't let anybody make you stop, don't let anybody make you feel invalid, don't make any you don't, don't feel bad, and those that are out there supporting, retweet, do whatever you can, don't let anybody make you feel invalid, because you're not doing enough, or because th- that's their opinion, it's everybody has an opinion, and let them have that opinion, but don't let that affect you, don't let that impact what you're doing, because you are Powerful, you are beautiful, you are great you are a, an encouragement you are inspiring you are motivating people by sharing your stories okay so keep using that hashtag don't let anybody silence you anymore don't let anybody do that whether you know because there are so many of us out there that do believe you that are going to be there for you whether we know you or not so there are people out there that that are not going. To throw you to the side and act like that it's nothing, and there are so many people that know that it's not your fault, and you are not alone. You will never be alone. There are countless of us out there, you know. And it hurts to see um, so many people trying to take something that it that has great purpose, and and trying to ruin that or or. Uh, you know, just controversy. Because there shouldn't be controversy around such an, an important topic such as sexual harassment or and sexual assault and rape. What's the controversy there? I mean, that should be something that we should be talking about constantly, just like so many other causes. I mean, there's so many things that... You know, we talk about, but we don't realize the impact of it until something like this happens. And that is the point. For those of you out there that don't know the point, that is the point of these hashtags and these movements. That you want to say, what is that going to do? Well, look what it's done. And there's your answer. And there you have it. So, everybody, you are loved. Be kind. Love big and keep sharing. Keep telling your truth. Own it, shout it, do whatever you need to do. Thank you for listening. Please check out our iTunes and give us a review and ratings. And again, be kind and love big. This has been a That's Entertainment Podcast Network podcast. Looking for more podcasts about pop culture, TV and film, and other entertainment? Find all our shows on thatentertains.com slash network. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem shows, visit cortemarts.com.